Wow. What a stretch of the last three weeks for your Toronto Blue Jays. It's been all extremes, right? It's been all feast or famine. Hasn't been much in between at all. And in these last three weeks, I mean, part of what I'm talking about, remember, there was a sweep of the Pittsburgh Pirates in there. There was a sweep of the Atlanta Braves in there. But the rest has been... I'm starting to think that hair growth is not going to be on my agenda, thanks to the 2023 Toronto Blue Jays. Now, with the Blue Jays struggling so mightily, had to ramp things up on this hump day, on this Wednesday uh, edition of the Locked On Blue Jay podcast. Locked On Blue Jays, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So for today, not just one great guest, a pair of great guests. Later on in the show, going to be joined by Locked On Rays as we'll continue to deep dive this series, in particular, today's pitching matchup. Wow, Kikuchi versus Shane McClanahan. Wow. And later on today, Cespedes Family Barbecue. I know you know them. They're doing fantastic stuff on, on the uh, on the MLB media scene, have been for a few years now. They join us as well. So it should be a great episode. Sit tight. Let's go through this together. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays. Yes, indeed, I am. Locked On Toronto Blue Jays. I am a longtime passionate, and I hope you would agree, knowledgeable, <laughs> subjective, I guess, a Toronto Blue Jay fan. Uh, certainly, I don't think the passion is, is debatable. I, I think you'll see that that's the case. I'm sure that's the case with you as well. Absolutely want to thank you for taking part of your day to spend talking Toronto Blue Jay baseball with me. To those of you who are helping the Locked On Blue Jay YouTube channel grow, much appreciated there. I wanted to shout out some people, uh, Alan Warnock, uh, uh, Stephen Embry, uh, Dulcimerist, who I really hope I'm getting Dulcimerist's name right. One of, one of my favorite uh, subscribers always has great comments in there as well, as does Dub Nugs, uh, Doug Edgar. Uh, a, a Corsario 59 and Corsario 59. If I'm not saying your name properly, I really apologize for that. Just, just spell it out uh, phonetically for me, right? In, in the chat that, that would help me out. But I see you guys making comments on a regular basis. I absolutely, absolutely thank you and appreciate you. And for those of you like the Clark Monroe's, like the Craig Rogers, Hey, us fellow Craig sticking together, right? Craig, who are becoming everydayers making the locked on blue Jay podcast. One of their first, if not the first podcast, listen every day. I certainly thank you for that. You know, you, you know, I thank you for that. I, I see you and I appreciate you locked on blue Jay podcast. I know it's the last place blue Jays right now. I know this, but we all have big expectations for the 2023 season. We all think this can be a special season. So I'm absolutely thrilled to have you along for the ride. Let's jump into our conversation with locked on rays. Now, what a pitching matchup today. Yusei Kikuchi, the Blue Jays' number five starter against Shane McClanahan, not just the Rays' number one starter, but one of the best starters in all of baseball. If you're not familiar with Shane McClanahan, you're going to become very familiar with him. Let's just a real quick spoiler alert here. He's had 10 starts for the Rays this season. They've lost once. Uh, he started the All-Star game last season for the AL. He's going to start the All-Star game this season for the AL. He's probably going to win the Cy Young this season as well. Shane McClanahan is absolutely awesome. Blue Jays have their work cut out for them tonight. Let's jump into the conversation with Locked On Rays. As we turn our attention to Wednesday night's pitching matchup, again, all of these games, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, 6.40 p.m. Eastern first pitch. You can catch all those games on SiriusXM. Thursday is getaway day, 1.10 Eastern first pitch. Wednesday, battle of the southpaws, battle of the lefties. Yusei Kikuchi, Shane McClanahan, and career-wise, two very different lefties. My goodness, let's start with Yusei Kikuchi. Blue Jays 4-1 and one in his five road starts. Love that. But in three of his four May starts, Kikuchi himself has been absolutely awful. 
there's a there are a few numbers this season that have looked much better for you say than in the past walks uh, walks is night and day walks is night and day but everything else that has ailed you say kikuchi in his career fastball command uh getting hit really hard all of these things uh, do continue to to be the case now, even when he's uh, pitched well this season, it's that's been the one thing to hang the hat on, right? The, the walks have been way down. But worth mentioning, Kevin, he did walk four, season high four his last time out, did not make it through the fifth inning. Also worth mentioning that your raise, and I want to get into this with you in a moment here, seven and two versus lefties. My goodness. But I do want to mention some glass half full things for Blue Jay fans because believe it or not, the Tampa Bay Rays, as, as tough as they've been on the Blue Jays, remember Kikuchi spent most of his career as a Mariner. This is one of the teams he's actually pitched well against in his career. Kikuchi has dominated Randy Rosarena. He's dominated uh, Yandy Diaz. He's dominated Brandon Lowe. He's dominated Mejia. He's dominated uh, Isak Paredes. He's dominated Taylor Walls. Uh, Franco and Ramirez have hit Kikuchi well. I mean, that th th that is true, yes. But overall, Kevin, what sort of things are going well for the Rays this season that, that, that you guys have just absolutely dominated? Blue Jays are 5-5 five and five against lefties. Rays are seven and freaking two. <laughs> You're killing it. Oh, against lefties? Why the yeah. Rays are so strong? I mean, I mean Yandy Diaz and Randy Rosarena. Again, it? my answer is pretty much going to be the same. Uh, it's it's and really, you know, all joking aside, um, just speaking on those two for a second. Yandy, of course, he's never really showcased uh, the power that um, you, you would expect a guy of that build to have, but he has really um, elevated himself to another level and, and Randy Rosarena just uh, doing a really good job of, of using all fields and, and showing power to all fields as well. Um, it was a big off season storyline with him of um, him really paying attention to scouting reports and uh, really looking at how opposing pitchers are attacking him and, and really being more cerebral uh, game by game and at bat by at bat, but where previously my understanding is that he didn't even really know a pitcher's name or he, he was just, all he wanted to know was how fast the guy's heater was. And now it's, it's a little bit more nuanced than that. And he's, he's um, really diving into the numbers or at least acknowledging and looking at um, what information is being fed his way. So I think that's been a, a big difference maker as well. Coming up on the Locked On Blue Jay podcast, more with Locked On Rays as we further deep dive today's Jays-Rays game and pitching matchup. Plus, I've got a bit of a prediction. It involves George Springer with the Springer Dinger. And hey, you'll, you'll see it in a second. I got a bit of a prediction for tonight's game. Out on a limb, to say the least, especially the way things have been going for the Blue Jays this season and, and how things have been going for Shane McClanahan. But stay tuned for that. And later in the show, joined by Cespedes Family Barbecue. You already know that's going to be fun, right? But first... Try it free for 30 days, just enough time to try it and then completely forget about it, right? Well, in fact, over 80% of people have subscriptions they have forgot about. Now, you could be wasting money and not even realizing it. Rocket Money helps you find those forgotten subscriptions so you can stop paying for the ones you don't use. Do you know how much you spend on subscriptions each year? Most people think it's about $80. Well, the truth is the actual total, a lot closer to $200. Now, if you don't know exactly how much you're spending each month, then you need Rocket Money. A rising price is stressing you out. You're looking for ways to cut costs. Well, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that helps you cancel your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. So many people have subscriptions they have forgot about, and chances are you're one of them, like that, that Stars app for that one show you just had to watch, right? Or, or, or that free gaming trial you never actually used. Well, Rocket Money will quickly and easily find your subscriptions for you, and any you don't want, you just hit cancel, and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. Yes, that easy. 
Rocket Money also helps you manage your finances in one place, automatically categorizes your expenses so you can easily track your budget in real time and get alerted if anything looks a little bit off. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person about $720 a year. Cha-ching. Stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by giving rocketmoney.com slash MLB a try. That's rocketmoney.com slash MLB. So Shane McClanahan on the mound for your raise on Wednesday night, Kevin. My goodness. Raise 9-1. In McClanahan starts this season. He's got a 1.20 ERA at the Trop. Uh, opponents are hitting 185 against McClanahan at the Trop. All of his pitches are great. His changeup is amazing. Uh, Matt Chapman and Whit Merrifield both struggling in May. Well, McClanahan doesn't offer the cure for what ails him. They're combined three for 21 with six strikeouts versus McClanahan. I am Kevin, dare I say, I'm going to make a prediction here. Uh, and I think this is a bit of a hot take, a bit of a bold prediction, because I okay. am looking forward to the George Springer-McClanahan matchup. Springer, 5 for 15, three of those five hits are home runs versus McClanahan. Now, last season, 2022, the Blue Jays had nine Springer dingers to lead off a game. Only had one this season. I'm predicting George Springer leads off this game on Wednesday with a home run uh, against McClanahan, Kevin. And, that, and my question for you is just how awesome has it been running out this guy every fifth day this season? Yeah, for the most part, you could pretty much guarantee a W that, hey, whenever Shane McClanahan's on the mound, we're we're getting a, a win here. Um, and he had, I guess, his first hiccup of the season um, last week, week and a half ago, or, you know, whatever day it was against the Yankees. But his ability to bounce back very quickly and, and showcase himself against the Brewers was uh, a really positive moment. I've been saying this for weeks now. I think he's going to get to, I know it doesn't mean as much anymore, but get to 20 wins uh, as a starting pitcher. And and he's right in the throes of, of Cy Young candidacy. And, yeah. and uh, my co-host and I on the lockdown Rays podcast, were very close to, to leveling that, that ACE status uh, to his name. Um, if he just keeps it up for, you know, three quarters of the season, we'll be ready to say that because he is um, really, really done uh, amazing things. And I'm glad you brought up the changeup because as impressive as it is to see a 98, 99 fastball from a Southpaw, it's the changeup and the Man. tumble and, and the movement and the disparity between the fastball and the changeup yeah. of, you know, going 98, 97, 99 with the fastball, then 87, 88 with the changeup. Um, it's really something to see. And and you, it, 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 that almost catches your eye more than the heater. Coming up on the Lockdown Blue Jays podcast, going to be joined by Cespedes Family Barbecue to talk baseball and Toronto Blue Jay baseball. More with Cespedes Family Barbecue on Thursday and Friday's episode as well. Wow and wow. Now, reminder that the Lockdown Blue Jay podcast, of course, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Going to get to Cespedes Family Barbecue in just a minute here, but first wanted to show you here. Here's my two new favorite articles of clothing, two brand new bird dog shorts. Now, what do I like about the bird dog shorts? I can definitely share some things here. The First of all, the fit. I think I look great wearing these bird dogs. The comfort is definitely getting a shout out. It's a stretchy fabric. Makes my legs look great if I do say so myself, right? They're just flat out. They're comfier than my other shorts. And, and I would imagine their pants are extremely comfortable as well. I'm looking forward to getting a pair of those. And the versatility is what I really want to shout out here. These give me the freedom. I mean, you, you can wear these bird dog shorts or pants uh, uh, to, the, uh, to, to the golf course. Sounds like a great day. Yes, I know. I know. To a golf course, to a meeting, to a date, hanging out with friends. I mean, you absolutely name it. 
I've actually seen uh, Bert Kreischer, right? Yeah, we're, we're, he, he's on fire, right? He's all over the place these days. I, I saw him. Uh, he he wakes up at his lake house in his bird dogs, goes for a swim, smokes the cigars, you know, gr grills the burgers, chills out with his family, does his thing, and all because of the comfort and the versatility of his bird dogs. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. And when you enter the promo code locked on MLB, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. Can I show you something? Got mine right here. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays. You are seeing this correctly. We are indeed joined by the Jordan Schusterman from Cespedes Family Barbecue at Twitter, of course, Cespedes BBQ. Uh, Cespedes uh, Family Barbecue, you guys describe baseball as fun and weird. Let's start with the fun part, Jordan. What's fun about baseball for you guys? Yeah, I think one of the beauties of it and why I think people ask me, oh, you get burnt out. And I think one of the great things about the sport is certainly we focus on the major league level because that is that's certainly what pays the bills right but yeah. the, the fun and the weird combined i'm kind of jumping ahead here like you can find it the, the different flavors of baseball that exist not just within mlb that's something we're certainly learning is kind of the different cultures within major league baseball from a specific player standpoint from a specific team, team standpoint because the geography comes into play the fan mm -hmm. base comes into play the history of the teams comes into play but go find, go see what the sport looks like at different levels of college ball, of high school ball, of international ball. We just saw with the World Baseball Classic. That's what's so great about it. And the, the real beauty of it is like, oh, do you get burned out? Well, as long as we're jumping between a bunch of different kinds, I never get tired of it. Plus, it's the fact that it's every freaking day, man. Like, it's just, yeah. It, yeah. Is, it is something just, it's never, it's, it's always there for you in some form. And that is something that as a, you know that it's in some ways the only sport you can really say that because the way that the off season works like there are enough winter leagues and the way that the regular season works where there is games every single day mm -hmm. there's just no shortage of stuff that to, to always learn and to always find more about so i would say from the fun it's, it's the fact that i'm still finding out different stuff like a great example is i mean we don't i i'd almost rather not totally review this whole situation but the whole base coach stuff last week with the Yankees, <laughs> yeah. like, so like, yep. think about something that like is right in front of us, and yet none of us ever would think about right at any point, and then suddenly that's all we're talking about for three days. Like it's stuff like that that I think is great. And then the obvious, the other obvious answer is like the whole sport's different now with the fish clock, and there's uh -huh. a lot of things that are new that that I know we're kind of adjusting to. Um, but I think it's all been pretty smooth so far, and I've, I've certainly enjoyed the process uh, so far this year with uh, Jordan uh, Schusterman of Cespedes Family Barbecue and, and certainly want to look at, you know, current baseball in just a moment here, but want to bring up or I want to talk to you about some some things, uh, baseball gone by here, sort of uh, uh, some, I, I hope are going to be some fun topics uh, for, for Blue Jay fans. Uh, Jordan, uh, Toronto Blue Jay fans are in need of some fun conversations these days. It is, the Blue Jays are in free fall mode. They're in their house of horrors, the trop, you know, Tropicana Field. This is not going to be the four-game series. That's going to be the cure for what ails the Toronto Blue Jays. They've won one of their last dozen games against AL East. Okay, here I am going on it. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll just no. I'll, I'll, I'll stop myself, Jordan. The, no, the, I, I don't blame you. It's but yeah, yeah, I'm, there's I'm, a lot. Yeah, I'm, there's I'm a lot. Yeah. The numbers here too. Also, let me also say, especially this year. Um, the Trump is everyone's house, of course. Okay, the Rays are the best team in baseball, or at least one of the top two, and like no one enjoys going to win. <laughs> so like, I'm sure the Yankees and Orioles will tell you the same thing. So, but I, yeah. I, it's true, and I, I maybe it has been particularly bad, even worse for Blue Jays in recent years than possible. But to your point, it's not the place you want to turn it around. I agree with that. 
Yeah, they're too solid of an, of an organization. Uh, the 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 Tampa Bay Rays, Jordan, are the reason for for the bald head. If, I, if I'm just being honest with it, if I'm just being honest, but I pose a question uh, from a future standpoint, Jordan. Now. You may not believe in time travel. That might not be your only problem with this premise. The Toronto Blue Jays are currently in last place. So you may just laugh at me. You, you, you may hang up here, Jordan, when I ask you this. But if I were to tell you that that I've actually come back from the future and I've actually seen Jordan, believe it or not, yes, the current last place Blue Jays, yes, but they actually win the 2023 World Series. What's your immediate instinct on that, Jordan? Well, if that's true, Craig, then X must have gone really well for the Blue Jays, right? What's that X? I think, well, I think an important place to start this conversation is not that you Blue Jays fans are wrong to be panicking or wrong to be disappointed, frustrated, all these things, right? But especially in a year when you have other teams with sky high expectations who are multiple games under 500, mm. <laughs> like San Diego, yep. like St. Louis, like, you know, Chicago to some degree, both Chicago's. Um, 25 and 23 just isn't that. So yes, you are last place technically, <laughs> but <laughs> I think that the expectations for this team, while maybe you can adjust them, I think adjusting the expectations for the Blue Jays this year has 90% more to do with the rest of the division than the team itself. Mm. Because when I look at the team itself, I'm not seeing like, oh my God, this is going horribly wrong. I know that they have lost a lot of games recently, when I'm looking at just the stats, I mean, there's a couple individual things that we can certainly get into. Springer, Manoa, yeah. obviously Varsho, who is one of my favorite players in baseball. It's been a relatively slow start, and we know how it's going in Arizona, so I'm sure that's bothering some people at least a little bit. But at the same time, like, there's still a lot of good stuff happening here, and it's just the, the nature of the division, which is almost a cop-out to say that I think what they need is some things to go wrong other teams <laughs> honestly more Very interesting. Teams okay because everything has gone right for Tampa and everything has gone right for Baltimore so to your point though what 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 has to happen would I be shocked I mean I would be surprised because again like to have something go wrong with I mean let's even move Boston out as a legitimate contender even though they clearly don't suck like Boston I don't think is a great team but they're not bad they're Same way page. better than most fourth and fifth yeah. place teams obviously yeah. right and so that's the challenge you're facing and so to me I what has to happen if, if that's the question or, or what will have happened if we jump forward or many months in the blue jays are, are in the world series i think you can see how much ceiling is still up there with when you see how good bichette vlad and and chapman have been and you know how much better springer and varsho can be and presumably manila as well like there's still a lot of upside with this group and i do still feel like they would be in very good position in most of the other divisions in baseball. Yeah, and so I, I would need, especially because like they're they're also pretty healthy, right? I mean, that's not something that Toronto yeah. is really dealing with compared to some of these other teams. Maybe that is the, the biggest, a bigger concern. Maybe that's a, a knock against them. It's like no, they they can't pin this on any of the injuries the way that teams like the Yankees can, right? Um, and so that that's an interesting part. So I, again, I'm not sure if I'm making anybody feel any better. I guess I would say as I look at this team, I still think they're pretty good. And it is going to be really hard. Like it is, yeah. it is the AOS is going to be brutal. But I, I don't. I'm not looking at them and being like, "Oh my God, something's horribly wrong." The way I am, or I have been, with some of these other teams that had equally, if not even higher, expectations, like San Diego and San Luis. There's so many things in there. I want to follow up on Jordan. Let's start with. Let's start with Dalton Varshow now, because mm -hmm. you say I don't know if I'm making anyone feel better. Well, maybe you can make us feel better here, uh, Jordan. The, the 
the, the Shapiro and Atkins regime, I often say that the Blue Jays have never been in better hands than the Shapiro and Atkins regime. Yes, the, the you know, Gillikin Beeson won back to back World Series in 92, 93. That's the heydays, very clearly, yes. But they were the number one spending team in baseball those two seasons. And by just cutting those checks, it wasn't sustainable. By the 92 and 93 champs, by the time 94 came, one of the worst teams in baseball, and they didn't make the playoffs again until 2015, which was the longest stretch, longest playoff drought of any North American team during that time. So here, enter Shapiro and Atkins, who have built a sustainable contender. If it wasn't for COVID in 2021, uh, uh, making the, the the Blue Jays couldn't play at Rogers Center where, where they were incredible that season. I, I think they would have made the playoffs that season, which would have been 2020, 2021, and 2022 would have been three straight seasons making the playoffs. I think they're going to be in contention again this season. So I, I just say that to, to preface that, that that I absolutely think Shapiro and Atkins have done a, a very good job overall here in Toronto. Uh, the A couple of cupboard bare items for for this regime certainly back into the bullpen arms haven't been drafted and developed by this or by this uh, regime outfield young outfielders you know the uh, control who are coming up to the big league level with big time potential and have controllable contracts that's a completely empty cupboard so the fact that dalton varshow that somebody who checks off those boxes was their trade target for gabriel moreno didn't uh, didn't didn't surprise me now, to your point, the results early have, have just simply not been there. But, Jordan, you've been following this guy. You've been liking this guy for a while. Turn our frowns upside down. Tell us how this is. You know, explain how it's Jordan, how this is just a blip and buckle in Blue Jay fans. He's here for at least the next three seasons. And ultimately, we're going to be happy with this, Jordan. Please talk to us. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, like he is It's a very different style of player than the guy who's yeah. currently raising in Arizona. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which that's part of the kind of whiplash of figuring out what we have here. But at the same time, you mentioned that word sustainable, and I know that we care about what's happening here and now, the production here and now, but it's not at a relevant point that, you know, Varsho's under team control for a few more years, yeah. and Gurriel's about to be a free agent. By the way, about to be a free agent, he might make a lot of money based on the way he's playing. And basically, Man. shallow the, uh, the free agent hitter market is this year. So good for Gurriel, and I, and I love Gurriel, and, and, and that, but that, if we look at just that part of the trade, but that's not the part of the trade, right? It's the Moreno act. Yeah. <laughs> so let's, we'll stick on Varsho. We'll stick on Varsho. We'll get back to the, the catcher part in just a second because I think that's way more important. But I mean, Varsho's just, he's just been a very interesting hitter. And I remember, I think another big part of why they wanted him is, is the defense, right? I mean, the defense in the outfield has been good. And yes. what they've created now is like, a, I mean, that's an obvious strength, right? With Kiermaier and yep. with Varsho. And like, he's giving you a, a very baseline there. He's never, I mean, even last year when he had, you know, what, what was some calls breakup season, it was, his OVP was 302, right? And so, but I, again, if you can hit 27 home runs, which he did, 20 plus doubles, steal some bases, I think that yeah. that's also part of his game that we have seen sort of in flashes. He's a very unique player, right? I mean, this dude used to be a catcher not that long ago. Yeah. And because yeah. he was such a good athlete, he is now, he's doing what he's doing and he's able to be one of the best defensive outfielders and, and has some power. I think what they were hoping for with him is the reason why it, it has been both disappointing, but when I'm looking at it, I'm like, okay, but like, sure, it's been a slow start, but if he can still end up hitting 20 home runs and play good defense and steal 10 bags, like, he's not supposed to be one of the four or five best hitters on the team. Like, I, as far as I was concerned, like, I, he's not. And so if he can be something what he was doing last year, that six or seventh, then that's awesome. But I know that because what we're seeing with Moreno, and maybe this is more of the conversation is, and I'm, I'm sure this was a fascinating debate for, for Blue Jays fans for a long time, right? Is, is we have these three great catchers. Who's going to be the guy? Who are we yep. sticking with? And it seems like they decided that it was going to be, you know, Kirk and Jansen. And those are two other guys who have disappointed too, right? Relatively so far. Yes. And that's just, 
catching man catching is so fickle and and i don't know even moreno right i mean it's so he's so young and he's he's so talented and we know the bats ball skills are there but it's like you have no idea what you're going to get out of any catcher in any given year like i truly believe outside of like a very very small group you just don't know because it's such a tough position and so they they made that gamble obviously moreno was the one that they didn't feel like was going to be ready right away to be leading catching you know a pitching staff in a year where they have really high expectations and that's fine that's not Reynolds fault he's just a kid right um but that's the part where you that that is the trade right the Gurriel thing he'll probably he's not gonna stay in Arizona long mm-hmm. he'll, he'll just go on somewhere else that's great and Varsha's gonna stick around like that's that's a good part of it but to your point like it was kind of a confluence of, of all these roster building realities of the Blue Jays which said too many catchers not enough outfielders and all these different things they want to get more team control and this is where they landed so Still early. I, I still think it can be a win-win trade for both sides, honestly. Uh, but I, I know that it, it all, as it currently stands, it is working. It is not looking so great for Toronto. I'm not too worried about that one. I think they have other issues before as well. We're, we're, we've just passed the quarter pole of the season now, Jordan. You mentioned San Diego. They've got to be thankful for Colorado, or the Padres would be in last place. The Cardinals have to be thankful for Cincy, or they'd be in last place. The Phillies have to be thankful for the Nationals, or they'd be in last place. Yeah. Seattle yeah. with Oakland, yeah. the Shy Sox with Kansas City. Like, are you kidding me right now? It's it's every almost every division has real eye pop emojis happening in these standings right now. What are some storylines? Again, just I think we passed the quarter pole just a couple of days ago, Jordan. So, what are some things in Major League Baseball could be Toronto Blue Jay related, but just in Major League Baseball that just have you? Scratch, scratching the old noggin. <laughs> yeah, so St. Louis is a good one. Um, so for those who don't know, I actually live in Indiana now. So I'm the Reds are my closest ballpark. I'm in Eastern Indiana, and I'm, I'm actually going to be going down to a Great American today awesome. and tomorrow to, to talk to the Cardinals awesome. because Cardinals are, I mean, they're the team that can get back in it because of the division they're in, right? Mm. I mean, you, you look at a situation like San Diego, and sure, they can get back in, in maybe in a wildcard race, but... I mean, their, their dreams of a division might already be dead just because of how far ahead the Dodgers are. And and maybe it's, again, maybe still too early to say that, um, but you, know, you could arguably say the same thing about Seattle, say the same thing about, and, and again, Toronto's a weird case because, again, I do think they're whatever one of the best fifth place teams we'll ever see, but their <laughs> issue is that Tampa's so far ahead, right? So, and, and Baltimore. But either way, the point is, is all those teams are fascinating. Philly's another one, right? Kind of, we have so many of these teams that are disappointing. Some of them end up not getting as much attention, and we've almost taken turns kind of spotlighting the teams that are a bit of a mess. At first, it was clearly the White Sox, right? The White Sox were the first Mm -hmm. team, but they were a team that clearly had a flawed roster. I thought they could be decent this year, but they didn't come into this year with with, division expectations. I I don't think, right? Huge expectations there uh, compared to, obviously, the Phillies coming off the World Series, obviously, the Padres, considering the, the team that they put together, obviously, the Cardinals, who have been sleepwalking to NL Central titles for a while now. <laughs> and now they they maybe can't, but also maybe still can, right? I mean, look at mm-hmm. that. They're not that far back. So so who's to say there? I would say, again, I mentioned Maris. AL West race, I think, is going to be pretty interesting because I think Texas is really good. Wow. I think I, I, I am a believer in Texas. I am not a believer in Anaheim. I will never be a believer in Anaheim, mm-hmm. but I am a believer in Texas to some degree. I mean, they have serious bullpen issues, but but we knew that, we knew that. And that's something, presumably something that you can fix during the season. Although I know if you're a Blue Jays fan, you might think uh, the opposite there. <laughs> that okay, can you fix a, a bullpen during the season? I guess we'll, 
I guess we'll find out. Um, but but yeah, so I, I just think that that race, because Houston, I'm, I'm, I respect Houston as much as anyone. Like, I just think that they've been so far ahead of everyone and, and they've looked a lot better recently there too. But there have just been some offensive performances with guys like Jose Abreu, who's just been horrible. I mean, that that is just shocking. Some of these, let alone what Arenado was to start the year, what Manny Machado was before he just hit the eye, what Trey Turner has been. I mean, some of these guys have just been so, so, so disappointing. And, and that's whatever, it's, it's, it's seven weeks, but uh, when there's so much pressure on those teams as a whole, you, you really start to notice when the best players are, are not. That's going to wrap up Wednesday's episode of the Locked On Blue Jay podcast. Locked On Blue Jay is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Keep it locked on the Locked On Podcast Network and check out Sully at Locked On MLB. And a reminder, of course, tonight's game, every Toronto Blue Jay game all season long, you can take it in at Sirius XM. Be sure to tune in tomorrow. It is Throwback Thursday. Now, Blue Jays are playing. It's a matinee tomorrow. Alec Manoa on the mound will be joined again by Locked On Rays to deep dive and get you set for that game. But as it's Throwback Thursday, we're going to be rejoined by Cespedes Family Barbecue for some throwback stories. And from Twitter, Blue Jays' dad's going to be in the house with some Throwback Thursday stories.